0: Life was like a box of chocolates. I think this is the beginning of a
1: beautiful friendship. What am I going to do with a gun rack? Who the fuck do you think you're talking
2: to? You're tuned in to the Honey Wagon Podcast, a weekly dose of unfiltered rants and reviews on the latest Hollywood flicks and timeless classics. Here are your hosts, Andy, Rich, and Lou.
1: You're listening to Take 14 of the Honeywagon Podcast. Nice to see you guys again. Hey. Virtual. How's
0: social virtually. distancing going? You
1: That's know, good. it's as good as it gets. Today we um, Distance socializing. We saw a house that was being demolished, and we stood there and watched it. But
2: it wasn't. <laughs> let's hold on a second. It
1: wasn't that exciting. Like I, I thought, thought the, it was. I thought
2: the crane was just going to go bing bang. Yeah, follow. it wasn't. It was just kind of like scratching at. At the side of it, that's it's like, a great eh. description. Yeah. It was scratched, right? And like, then meanwhile, like they trying to
0: wake the house up, like it was a me- mechanical cat trying to wake the house. Yeah. up. Well, yeah,
2: was, yes, the house, yes. like <laughs> the complete front, was already gone, so it was right into the interior of the house. Uh, and then there was a guy kind of sweeping at the side of the other Another house, and I'm gas. like, "Holy shit! If that wall goes, that guy's gonna get buried underneath all these bricks." The brick wall guys- was swiped. It was Swain, and then we walked away. Uh, We
1: had to walk away because people came in our way. Yeah, so we're like, oh my god, we we have to to social distance the whole thing. But that was the most exciting thing I've seen in a month outside of you know. Can I ask? Outside of
0: can I ask you guys because you guys go on like a daily walk, right? Like I Mm -hmm. think everybody's been doing that as part of their routine. How How have you been finding people respecting your space?
1: It's like. One in five people respect the space. One in five? Most people are like not keep – no, I've had people walk right behind me. It's really annoying. Some people don't move out of the way. I will walk on the street when I see someone. Are
2: you referencing your experiences in a Dollarama as well? No, just on sidewalks. I think it's been okay. Been, I I feel like recently we've been going like we've been playing chicken a little more because we have been the ones to initiate the walk on the street we're always or going out of way to it. walk. I think, so we we just play a little bit of trick chicken so it's like okay, you guys go on the street now. The, yeah. Otherwise you're going to get a whole field grass. The rule should be whoever
0: is on the side closest to the street that has the most space should be the one to give the other person as much space as possible. If you're walking I, along yeah. the sidewalk and you've got like storefronts right beside you you can only move over so far so that's the thing but I found it to be the opposite I found that um I'd say one out of five people don't respect your space and um, mm. they just walk right by you like it's like there's nothing happening
2: I think we should introduce like a fun game aspect to it like but people <laughs> should be carrying purple flags so as soon as they Engage with someone coming their way on the street. The first one to take out the purple flag mm. gets to stay so on the street.
1: It's a shotgun. Mm. It, it's shotgun. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But you, with like the flags, it was flags, yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. We can get purple flags at a time where we, we get enough mass. <laughs>
2: manufacturing the purple flags as well. I it's
1: don't all think the that's a
2: high priority shotgun. for them. Yeah. <laughs> we got to do it. Oh my God. I'll do it.
1: All right, guys. Well, let's get into today's show. Uh, for a feature presentation, uh, we're stepping over to Amazon Studios for their movie, Blow the Man Down, which came out in March on Amazon Prime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, still, what a title, right? Brendan Gleeson and those fish lips. But there is an explanation, yes, because there's the whole East Coast connection, which makes total sense for a title right. like this. Uh, for a flashback feature, which was an audience request, We're going to review Drive, which was from 2011. It starred Ryan Gosling. It was that car movie. The car movie that Ryan was in. (laughs) For a subplot discussion, we're going to be talking about an opinion piece that was published in The Guardian about how irrelevant celebrities are during the COVID-19 pandemic. But we're also going to talk a bit about some niche streaming sites that you may want to check out during this time of isolation, right? got a lot of time to kill, a lot of time on your hands, you're going to want to watch as much content as you could. Uh, but before we get into the meat of today's show, we got some, some really good news, actually. We'll see how long it lasts. But a bunch of movies have new release dates. They've nice. been rescheduled. A lot of them were canceled, right, right. in the early months of uh, 2020. But Rich you have more yes so um because we were going to review a quiet place
0: we, re- we had our plans all mm-hmm. lined up <laughs> for one of our yeah. episodes to review a quiet place and then the shit hit the fan across the globe um so now we have a new date for a quiet place part two um i you know what i still say the first one was overrated i don't know how how did you guys yeah. feel about the first one would you say it was overrated? i
1: watched it it was you know it had potential yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, no, nice it did. Thing
0: it definitely had potential. It did. But, but it
1: was like, I was not satisfied with the ending. I was like, really? This yeah. is it?
0: Yeah. Okay. I didn't watch it. Okay. No. But uh I'm still yeah, interested in the to... sequel, yeah. though. I am. In... And so the new release Me date for uh, the sequel is September 4th. So yeah. we'll see how that goes in terms of how things pan out, us mm-hmm. doing this whole flatten the curve thing and all that good stuff. But there are also new release dates for Marvel movies because they always mm-hmm. have their whole slate planned in advance. And now with everything happening with the world, um, so this is the thing. I was really hoping, I, maybe it was foolish of me to hope for this that they would put Black Widow on Disney Plus like right now. <laughs> <laughs> is that asking no. too much? Is that too anything? much? You're asking too much because it's done. I'm sure it's ready to go. It was supposed to be coming out next month. No, so man,
1: they want their money. They want I think their they money. They want their money. Yeah, yeah. So
0: the new release date now for Black Widow will be in the fall, uh, November 6, twenty twenty.
1: Okay. Do you guys think that the this might happen? Do you think that it might get pushed again?
0: Uh, that's a pretty far off date. Enough that I think if we all are on our p's and q's here as a society, we can get there and be able to yeah. uh, be going back to theaters. I hope by September.
2: Mm-hmm. I, should hope I think so. so. I think so. If you know what, if not earlier, we just got to keep on doing our thing. China's back in the swing of things. They're. Uh, Suddenly packing all these national parks full of people is a little <laughs> sketchy, yeah, but, sure you know, hey, man, yeah. Yeah. we're just going to keep good vibes and, you know, just not screw this up.
0: Yeah, that Wuhan yeah. district just reopened yesterday, I think, after 76 days of being in lockdown, so... There you go. Um, also, you go. with uh, release dates for Marvel movies, The Eternals is now February, early February 2021. Uh, the Doctor Strange movie is now November, early November 2021. Thor, Love and Thunder is early February 2022. So and Black Panther now is May 2022. Ugh, I was so looking for <laughs> I, I could barely <laughs> wait for 2021 for Black Panther. Now I got to wait a whole extra year for uh, Black Panther
1: you know it's funny um wasn't Ava- avatar 2 supposed to come out or is that 2021 that's probably gonna be, that would, i it.
0: think that was supposed to be 2021 so that's going to be obviously probably 2022 i imagine
1: probably yeah let's not review that one <laughs> 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 <Time down. laughs> But it might be better than the first one. I don't know. All right, guys. So we do have uh, a poll from Instagram that we want to talk about. Last week, we reviewed 28 Days Later, which starred Cillian Murphy. We asked a question, would you consider the infected in the film as zombies? So, Lou, I think you're saying no, right? I'm
2: going to give it a no. They're not traditional zombies. Zombies rise from the grave.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, I said yes. Rich, what would you say? Uh,
2: They're not quite zombies. So yeah. is that a yes or
0: no? Uh, I'm going to go no. They're not zombies.
1: Okay. Well, apparently 95% of people would consider them zombies. Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in
0: the 5%. They don't want to eat brains. They just want to beat you up. And, turn and your... bite you. Yeah.
1: That's what people think. 95% said yes. Now, uh, today we also um, reshared reshared a post that's been going around because a lot of people are putting in lots of uh, quarantine posts. So this was a fun one. <laughs> Um, it was pick your quarantine house and there are six different houses and each of them have different celebrities uh, whether they be musicians or actors and i will go through the list and read you some of the responses so in house number one you have donald glover eminem john Mullaney, aaron paul and lizzo house number two the weekend michael b jordan ariana grande Billie eilish timothy chalamet house number three Adam Driver, Beyoncé, Frank Ocean, Seth Rogen, and Will Smith. I feel like Adam Driver does not fit in that
0: house. No, (laughs) House is a weird mix, too.
1: It really is. All of these houses are weird. House number four, Tyler, the Creator, Dave Chappelle, Rihanna, Joaquin Phoenix, and Zendaya. Uh, House number five, Brad Pitt, Larry David, Cardi B, Lana Del Rey, Keanu Reeves. House number six, Tom Holland, Margot Robbie, Anna de Armas. I don't know who the hell that is. I can tell uh, you.
0: That's, uh, you know? I think she's the actress. for. Isn't she the actress from um, Knives Out? Uh, Which one? I though? can't put a face on uh, her name. The, the girl that was like she was... Oh. Don't ruin it. Oh, I've never seen it. Oh, okay,
1: yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> the girl no in the movie. <laughs> the girl She's that was in the movie. Apparently, the girl who killed everyone. I would, as- I would assume by no. Richard's facial expression. No,
0: no, she didn't. I, I'm she not going to spoil her. it for anybody. But go see Knives Out if you guys I haven't seen it. We really
1: have good. spoiled it already. Okay, okay. Who else? What else? And uh, house. <laughs> oh yeah. So house number six. Tom Holland, Margot Robbie, Anna De Armas, Pete Davidson, and Idris Elba.
2: He's pretty cool. I think I picked four and five. Yeah, yeah. I picked four, but I want to change it now to five. I picked five because Larry David's there.
1: I would pick five, And I too. picked
2: four because Dave Chappelle's there. Yeah, that's <laughs> the only reason why I picked house four is because yeah. Dave
1: Chappelle's yeah. in there. I mean, like, if yeah. you had to be quarantined killed, with somebody, like, who else yeah, would you
0: think, want to be quarantined with?
1: He'll. he'll, he'll... So some people have said uh, four and five as well. Um, someone said... Five, duh, Keanu, the way. I, I mean, <laughs> all the way. Uh, someone said three, which was, what was three? Adam Driver, Beyonce, Frank Ocean, Seth Rogen, Will Smith. Such an odd group of people. That's I feel like Beyonce bad. would not be happy. Yeah, That's not a bad room either.
0: A house with Larry David, Cardi B, oh. Brad Pitt, and Keanu Reeves can't go wrong, actually. Yeah, yeah.
2: such yeah. interesting everyone's, But
0: everyone's laid people- back and cool, too.
1: Yeah, but I don't really care for Lana Del Rey. Oh, she's there as well? She's in
0: that house. Oh, eh, uh, That's okay. I, I can tolerate her.
1: We had another person say... I'd rather sleep in a ditch
0: (laughs) (laughs) than be in any of those houses.
1: Wow. Exactly. Uh, There you go. So before we get into our main feature for today, uh, we do want to pick up something that we've uh, started last week, which is we're promoting some local restaurants. Uh, This week, we're going to be talking about some local restaurants that are near us, some places that... We frequent our favorites. Part, why we wanted to do this is because, you know, a lot of businesses, local businesses are still operating at this time and do heavily rely on uh, people doing takeout orders and all that kind of stuff. So we are going to be talking about some of our favorites. So the first one that we have, uh, Lou, it's, it's uh, one of your picks. Yes.
2: Uh, one of my favorite places to eat in the city, uh, the great... Ital Vital. Uh, it used to be in Kensington and I think it had two locations, but the specific location now is on pharmacy uh, between pharmacy and I want to say between uh, between Eglinton and Lawrence in Toronto on pharmacy in Scarborough, Scarborough. actually. Yeah. So it's a 741 Pharmacy Avenue uh, actually might be Lawrence and St. Clair, but it's in that kind of pocket. Uh, So 741 Pharmacy Avenue, Toronto. Uh, The hours right now for the restaurant are 11.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., seven days a week. The place is 100% vegan. They don't try to bullshit you. It's just really fantastic tasting. Uh, Vegetables, the preparations uh, are all of that ITAL style. Um, And, yeah, you know, brilliant, bright, electrifying Caribbean flavors. I love it. Uh and and all and it's a small little spot, mm-hmm. and those types of spots need as much love
1: as possible. So go
2: hit up Itel By
1: Itel. So they're open for takeout. All right. They're open for takeout, yeah. Sounds great. Okay, so we're going to have two more restaurants that we're going to promote later on the show. But first, let's get into our main feature for today, Blow the Man Down. Mm-hmm. It came out by Amazon Studios. It's available right now on Amazon Prime. So I know a lot of people do have that whole uh Amazon Prime Account. So this is just a feature. I don't know how many people actually utilize the streaming service, but they do have a lot of good content there. So this movie, Blow the Man Down, was directed by Bridget Savage Cole and Danielle Crudy. Came out just a few weeks ago in March. It's rated R and it has a couple of actors. I I would say that the main actors are probably up and coming. I've never seen them in anything. They are pretty young. Uh, It stars Sophie Lowe and Morgan Saylor. Richard, can I get a synopsis? Sure.
0: So this film is about the sisters. They're in a fishing town, a fishing community, and their mother has just passed away. And um, the night of them grieving, one of the sisters, I'll call her the irresponsible sister, Mm -hmm. kills somebody and um they cover up the bot they cover up the murder and then it just leads them to finding all these things out about their town the town's got a lot of secrets there's this uh, group of elderly women they're almost like the mafia of the town if yeah. you know, it's like yeah. and um yeah it's just basically these two girls trying to navigate their way around trying not to get caught after having covered up this murder and they're discovering so much more stuff about their town
1: all right let's take a quick moment to hear a clip from that trailer Can you start over? I'm confused. It was confusing. But you had to do it right. I don't know. I lost control. (coughs) With a brick. You said it was a harpoon. So what are we gonna do now? I should have just called the police. All right. So I mentioned earlier that it's a, yeah, odd title. But then when you think about it, it's based in the East coast, it's in Maine. So, you know, it's very, I don't know if, if you've ever like traveled to the East coast, but it's very, there is a culture there. There is a tone, there's a feel, you know, the songs are like one of the first things you'll recognize is it's very like folky and storytelling. Uh, What I really liked about the movie is like the shots were amazing. Like they're, they really did capture that East Coast vibe with just giving a, a, a few seconds to the ocean waves. That, that meant something because it, it's supposed to show, like, this is the town. This is where we live. In fact, the oldest sister, I assume she's the oldest sister, the one who works at the fish shop, so, right?
0: Yeah, uh, press.
1: Yeah, and she, you know, her character is like, no, I don't want to leave the town. I want to stay here. Whereas the youngest sister is like, I want to get the fuck out of here and I want to move on with my life. Right. But you know, a lot of people I know from the East Coast are like, even if you move on, you always keep a part of that East Coast mm-hmm. with you. And I, I felt, I really felt that in this movie. But at the same time, I must say, like, I also felt like it was a bit of a like, um, not a low budget production, but it was a mid middle budget production because you can always tell like what points like that they did where they did put their money and where they didn't put their money can you tell me where <laughs> they put the money <laughs> well that's what i'm saying is like sometimes like the camera the camera shots i could see like with that production okay but then other points i'm like uh, okay okay but it wasn't that's why i say it's like almost like a middle production it wasn't as indie yeah the pr- the production wasn't was- really a
0: big deal it felt very low Budget throughout the entire movie to me. I didn't really Mm -hmm. see anything where I was like, oh, they spent a lot of money for this. But the story itself is what's interesting to me more. Yeah. Like it didn't need special effects. It just, it's all driven by the story of these two sisters. But um, overall, uh, it's a. I like it, don't like it. (laughs) I like it, don't like it. But it's only 90 minutes. Did it feel like a 90 minute movie to you guys?
2: That's a good question. Mm. I. I'll tell you what. I think I could have used more time with a certain story, uh-huh. a specific story in the movie. So yeah. uh, I'll throw in like kind of a half spoiler. spoiler. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. Now, the main story in the film, are the the, the two main protagonists are these two sisters. Uh, one of them accidentally kills somebody and then they're just trying to figure out, okay, we got to get rid of the body and we just got to stay as straight as possible. hmm but then things start crumbling in different ways. But the story that I kind of was more drawn to was the story of the, you know, the, the prostitutes who are working out of the,
1: the uh, brothel there. We should explain that because the funny thing is what most people only know about this movie is, is what Rich said, which was, oh, there's a murder. They have to cover it up. But then, bam, this brothel gets thrown into it. Which, anyone listening who hasn't seen the movie is probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's true. It is a little bit like what the fuck? Okay. But it makes sense in the story though. It does the make does. It it, sense. The story does. It's kind of clear off the top. Like, they do introduce the idea. But it's funny how they did not put that into the synopsis.
2: I felt like the plot would have worked better in a eight episode long kind of showcase series <laughs> or a series on showcase. Whereas I felt like there are all these like connected stories that were gonna just climax and crash into each other and then the ending was just so shit well oh. that's
1: the thing if you were saying 90 minutes like i thought it was too short like it yeah. could have used another half an hour yeah the way it built up and the way it ended like the ending was a cutoff my joke was did they run out of money to keep going so with the that's production. Late. That's
0: good as a reason as any other reason you might want to give why they ended it the way they did. I mean, yeah. did they not know how to end the story maybe? Or...
2: <laughs>
0: no, I,
1: I honestly think they ran out of money and they couldn't afford to keep maybe going. they ran they out they just... of
2: paper where they were writing the story. Because <laughs> because they, like, they're I'm not trying up. to
1: be mean. It was good. I was invested, yeah. but they cut it off.
0: I was so frustrated about that because the cop... Uh, there's this young cop who's grown up in the town with everybody else. It's like a small town, so everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think, guess he's the grandson of one of the mafia grandmothers. But um, he figures out that the sisters lied to him about where they were. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, it's obvious that they're hiding something, but we don't get to see any of that now in terms of... Yeah.
1: yeah,
2: And he's like, yeah, yeah I don't like them anymore. So yeah. you, you think like, oh, he's going to start investigating shit Of course shit he's going to start investigating oh. No.
1: <laughs> but do you think it's like he caved in because even he knew that nothing can happen in this town like everything is so um no. controlled within within the town I because like everyone that. is so interconnected it's almost like you can't have anything bad happen because no one wants to talk shit about anybody. Yeah. So they want to keep it on the DL. Everything's always keep, kept on the DL. But again, like I agree with you guys like why even bring that that plot twist in about the young cop finding out at the bar, oh, like he got a lead at the bar, right? Yeah. Piece of information, so crucial. The uh, The girls lied to me. And then, yeah, just what was the point of that? Like, why even tease that?
2: It was kind of like this town is like this interesting utopia where the women are running the show, where the women are literally taking murders and just kind of brushing them under the rug and like, we're not going to deal with that. And it's interesting because, you know, they say how, you know, we have to protect... Our women, our girls here. And mm-hmm. it's been like that for a really long time because this environment is so gritty and greasy. Right. And it's dominated by this fishing culture. Um, and women are, you know, they used to be, and I guess they still are, treated like shit, mm-hmm. treated like,
0: you know, garbage. But, they, um, but the women so, of the town turned that
2: on the head by yeah, taking control like, of no. it. So that we're not going
0: to do that anymore. Yeah, we're not going to be victimized by it per se and kind of have a con- almost like a controlled fire is basically the way they yeah. looked at it in terms of if we don't control the fire ourselves and set some fires, then we'll just all burn to the ground for the most part. But yeah, I love to the fact that it's like majority female cast. If you mm-hmm. really think about it, there's only two characters three maybe at the most that are men that are significant for the story and then Mm -hmm. the rest of it is all women which i think is great it's like it it's good for it to be like a movie about women without it being preachy about it being about women like Mm -hmm. it has really nothing to do with about women per se other than that all the main characters are women
1: yeah i never got that vibe of like you know it's a of it being um, overly populated by women only after in the afterthought thinking about it, it's like wow it yeah. was an all-female cast which is so cool and i right. i think that we need to come to that point in movies yeah. where it's so subtle that you don't even notice it, it. it's not even, even something you have to think you know it
0: didn't even occur yeah. to me until almost at the after. end of the movie especially yeah. when we were just preparing for the podcast and i was like okay let me look at the cast now and i was like it's all women and i was like yeah that's right there were only two men that were really significant for the story both of them were pretty much cops except for the one guy that gets killed at the beginning of the movie yeah. that kind of yeah. like drives the whole story in the first place but i love that it's an all pretty well all-female cast but there's mm-hmm. nothing about the movie where it's preaching that or yeah. it's not even like it's doesn't matter these are just the characters they just all happen to be women at the same time but yeah um, and i would say to the standout performer is a uh, margot martindale who plays the madam
1: Dude. Oh, yeah. fantastic! She, she was she's a she Enid. Was great. Yeah, Enid. Where is she from? Because I feel like she's I from, know she's her. She's from Total Recall.
2: <laughs> no, is she said. is from Total Recall. Really? She's she remember really? she's a woman. In her head. Uh, she uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger wears her as the suit. Oh, is my. that really the same actress?
1: Yeah, I was like,
0: we, where have I seen this woman from before? But I was familiar face. I guarantee you. Okay, we're going to have to look that up. Or you guys out there listening to the podcast look that up too. But she was absolutely the standout performer. Like, she carries the movie.
2: Yeah. I wish there were, uh, again, more confrontations between men and women in the movie. Not like physical, but just like showing the women's dominance over the town. Uh, I wish there were more characters who were just male characters mm. who. Mm-hmm. Had well, that's pop- the yeah. thing.
1: Like, I think that's part of the movie is that, while well, you had these older women who were kind of running the town. They were also, again, they're not in your face. Yeah. They run the town, but very in a subtly, subtle yeah. way. Yeah. Which so point? they're running it like very quietly and they're still keeping that, um, you know, that. Innocent
0: veneer called, almost. quote
1: unquote yeah. properness, yeah. you know, kind of thing. So that's what smart and, criminals do, though. Yeah. Maybe that's...
2: then maybe a couple more examples of that could have mm. been woven in. Uh, and I also love the random shots of the uh, like so interspersed scenes I like the guy's that. head would just be superimposed on a scene. Right. Uh, I hated those. But the singing, singing was yeah. beautiful. The um, singing would have
1: been fine without why are they showing scenes yeah, of like the a fishery for a little
0: music video? I thought like the way it was <laughs> yeah. It was a good way to chop up the chapters of the movie though
1: yeah <laughs> almost introducing sure.
0: different
2: acts
1: yeah maybe yeah
0: i just thought it was weird okay because it's
1: true like it would only happen like twice actually if you think about it yeah
0: okay. yeah so let me ask you guys because um some movies i always say i think they go out of their way to give the audience closure too much sometimes mm-hmm. to a detriment to the story where they could have just kind of let things played out naturally uh-huh. do you do you can you accept this ending <laughs>
1: So one of the things uh, we had to do was and I do recommend if if you at home have have watched the movie and was questioning the ending, go back about 13 to 15 minutes before the ending and rewatch it because it's very important. There's like there's things that happen so fast in those last 15 minutes that if you don't really sit there and absorb it, you're going to be questioning it. And like I so we kind of figured it out. Did you Didn't do,
0: I know you, because yeah. we kind of spoke briefly on WhatsApp before we're recording, mm-hmm. and you said, Yeah, if you go back and watch the last 15 minutes. And I was like, You know what? I'll wait until after we talk about the movie, because I want to just talk about it from my one viewing of it. And mm. then I'll go back, because sometimes normally in the theater, we wouldn't have that luxury of being able to go back and watch the last 10, True. 15 minutes. So I just wanted to talk on the film just based on my first impression of it. I'll yeah. go back now and I'll watch those last 15 minutes. But yeah. I. i I needed closure for this movie i really did because i was invested in are these girls going to be able to get away with this because they didn't know what the hell they were doing anyways and the cops seemed Mm -hmm. pretty smart in terms of the young guy i don't can't remember his name or the actor at the time but um i really felt like he was gonna start to investigate them and hunt them down because obviously he knew they lied to him and then the movie just fucking ends and i'm like okay so what's supposed to happen with all of that now uh I don't know. Like I, I needed the closure. I needed it. Just,
2: it. And it just wrapped up a little too conveniently. Yeah. There's no yeah. tension or anything.
1: There was, um, like, one of the quick scenes that I was talking about that you might miss is like one of the elderly women. She went over to the cop's, house. the senior cop's house, to be like, "Oh, I got to tell you something about Ocean View," and but you don't see what they're talking about. But she's obviously kind of ratting out the madame or whatever, whatever her name, what was her name? Eden. Enid. 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 Yeah. Enid um, and so you're supposed to assume, okay, something was happened there, which is funny because at the same time, those elderly women didn't know that she's dead, that Enid is dead. No, Right. Um, and then, so I guess it's all a coincidence that it's, it's working in their favor that she happens to be dead. And then somehow that that's enough to allow the senior cop to say, "Okay, let's just close this case," and that's when things were getting sloppy. And then it's like, um, I can't believe then the way they ended it. Yeah, it, it's such a shame. I like the way they the actual ending, where it's like it's a little bit slow motion. All the um, all those older women are singing the same songs and the same lyrics about being yeah. like sinners or something like right, that yeah. and then there's like a slow motion of them like washing the cooler box and spoiler alert spoiler spoiler you spoiler you know spoiler. that the cooler box that candidate contain the 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 murder of this man or the dead body but the thing is like there should have been more before we got to that Yeah scene. yeah I- just even a little bit more even 5 minutes more it, but i honestly think 30 minutes could have benefited this yeah season.
0: it felt long for a 90 minute movie but
2: i still needed more yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. I, I, I firmly believe this story this in, like scenario would have worked better as a series ah. yeah Maybe like a six episode. Yeah, yeah. And it's just exploring this town, and that's being run by these ladies.
0: Yeah, it would be good because then you get the opportunity for some flashbacks to see how they came to the different
2: confrontations with different
0: characters.
1: Even like um, you know, one of the working girls, she um, uh, she was murdered off the top, and so but then we keep seeing her friend, Alexis, yeah. Yeah, she had blonde hair. Even just like, we had a couple of flashback scenes where she keeps listening to the voicemail. um, But a little bit more would have been nice. I don't think those were flashbacks. No, those were Sorry, not flashbacks. But those were current day scenes or whatever. But a little bit just to show their relationship. What was really funny, actually, Mm -hmm. on that note of the voicemails is that They kept showing her listening to these voicemails and we always heard the same a bit of audio. And then only once do we hear the extended version of that voicemail. What was that about?
0: Mm, I don't know. That didn't even take that in really, to be honest with you.
1: There is an extended cut of the voicemail where it says, I finally did it. I got out of there. I some." she kind of alludes to the fact that she did something like she cracked the code. Yeah. Mm. And then there it was followed by a scene of, the girl, the friend going over and okay. opening it safe. So, see, Lou, this is like a,
0: the opposite of uh, Harley Quinn, where one movie had too many flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then That's we have total. a movie here where we could, need some, we could use some flashbacks. E- yeah.
1: Three, yeah. Bob. yeah.
0: Oh, man. So it's yeah. 99 on Rotten Tomatoes, guys. Is this? What? Is that... Yeah.
1: by what by critics
0: by critics yeah by critics but again who knows like they could have been taking those reviews from bloggers and all sorts of stuff to make that 99 but 99 is still Mm. I don't I don't accept this I don't accept 99% for this movie but we might as well rate it now right this is one of
1: those movies I always say and I said this off the top for another movie it had a lot of potential
0: (laughs) yeah it did it really I don't not I don't hate it don't get me I don't dislike it it's just it just it's just missing stuff
1: yeah. Yeah. I'd love to hear from you at home if if you have any commentaries on that and how you felt about it. Definitely write to us, the Honeywagon Podcast at Gmail dot com or DM us on Twitter at honeywagon pod or Instagram at the Honeywagon Podcast. Let us know how you feel. All right, guys, I think it's time to rate it. I know what we're gonna rate it with. <laughs> Oh what? Fish hooks? Of
0: course, fish. Or fish. Or, or...
1: cooler boxes.
0: Cooler oh. boxes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So okay,
1: what do so you want to do, fish? Fish, fish. fish, fish. Okay. okay, fish. Rich go first.
0: Okay. Um I am going to give this uh I'm gonna say salmon for starters because I love salmon.
2: Ooh, so okay. this
0: is gonna be salmon. Um I'm gonna give it three and a half salmon out of five. Three and okay. a half salmon out of five. So you get two full fish and then you get just like a fish head and the tail <laughs> and that's it so you're still getting half a fish but you're just getting the other halves that you really wouldn't want you would want the actual middle half of the fish that's really what it is so this movie's pretty good so it gets the two full fish but for the way it ended you're only getting the tail and the head to make up that last half to make it the half whatever yeah okay Okay. Yeah, so two and a half fish, two and a half Mm. fish, not three and a half, two and a half fish.
2: I'll do three out of five. So I'll do three fish heads out of five. And I say fish heads because fish heads actually have a lot of interesting meat in them. Mm. Like at the cheeks. And you need some time (laughs) to just kind of pick at it and get the cheeks and this and that. But at the same time, you could have used a little more than Mm. just the head.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) <laughs> good head is always good, but you need a little more <laughs> right. And this blow is a movie about down. blow the man down, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Brendan oh, oh. <laughs> I am Brendan Gleason.
1: He was not in this he movie. We were really movie. hoping yeah. for it.
2: Though. He would have fit in wonderfully if we I think- if if he showed up
0: in this movie, I would have freaked out. Would have freaked out. <laughs> you would have been blown down. I would, have was, blown
1: all, I would have been blown away, yeah. This man would have been blown away. He, it was a singing fisherman. Yeah, Can you imagine? Um, so you're saying, okay, so you want a bit more from it. A lot more. Okay. Uh, I was going to give it a three out of five. I'm going to, my fish of choice is going to be cod, because I'm going to represent the East Coast here. Sure. And it's, um, it's, and and we're eating it in a fish and chips form, and it's really good. But the thing with fish and chips is that it's hit and miss sometimes. And sometimes when you eat it, if it's not you, like if they're reusing the oil, and then uh, they keep frying the fish, and then by the time you eat it, it tastes good in the moment, but then you feel a little sick after. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel. Um, not that I'm sick of the contents of the movie, but yeah, you know, I didn't feel as good as I should have coming out of it. I had a lot of questions. It has so much potential. I think, you know what? I think I would have enjoyed it for a book. But a book or a TV series, I think, would have done uh, a big favor to this movie. Cool. Anyways, all right. That's Blow the Man Down. It's by Amazon Studios, available right now on Amazon Prime Videos. So check it out. Coming up after the break, let's get into our flashback feature, uh, which is a request by a listener. We're going to review... 2011's drive starring ryan gosling stay tuned we're going to take a quick break show starts in one minute this little boy
2: and
1: this little girl their mother and father too they all have an urge and all, all what an urge, urge for something to munch and chew to chew, chew now these are just
2: swell and this rings the bell the popcorn is crispy and hot Again,
1: have a terrible yen for a drink, that hits the spot. Don't go, go. So if you want candy. The lobby is handy, a counter with sweets and a crew. With your kind permission, we'll have intermission. We're ready to serve of you.
2: Please remember to replace the speaker on the
0: post when you leave the theater.
1: And now, on with the show. Welcome back. You're listening to the Honey Wagon Podcast. Remember, if you have any commentary on the films we're reviewing today, you can always tweet us at Honey Wagon Pod or on Instagram at the Honey Wagon Podcast. You can always email us at uh, the Honey Wagon Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about Blow the Man Down or... About our next film, which is Drive, came out in 2011, starring Ryan Gosling. Before I get into that, I do want to promote our next restaurant pick uh, because we're promoting uh, local businesses in our area. Want to support them during this COVID nineteen pandemic? What's going on? Um, restaurants are getting hit the hardest, and they do need your support. So my pick is Kinton Ramen, and this place is a special, I think, to all of us because um, the ideas of the Honeywagon podcast came out from various dinners that we've had together in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of one of the first places we had dinner was uh, Kintan Ramen, and we, we really plotted out the whole dynamics of the <laughs> yeah. show, uh, dur- you know, having good meals together, and so that's why I chose this place. And uh, that got, was my first time having ramen. I will oh, never oh, forget oh, that. that. That was my first oh. time.
0: I was a total rookie, and yeah. you guys walked me through it, and you showed me the menu, and Gave me like, yeah. the idea about how big the servings were going to be. And it was delish. It was amazing. Yeah. It was so good. Unfortunately, obviously, they're closed right now. But you can still support yeah. them, obviously, yeah. by ordering through takeout.
1: And that, I would say, is probably one of my biggest cravings is ramen. Um, oh, yeah. A really good bowl of ramen would be nice right now. Uh, what I really like about Kintan is that they have uh, lots of good specials. And they always like change things up every few months. They have specialty items, and then they have their staple items. Um, But they're also very reasonably priced. So I really like this place. What's really cool, too, is that they have 20 locations across North America, so both in Canada and the U.S. So if you're an American listener, you can definitely check them out. If you're in Canada right now, they have a really cool deal uh, through Uber Eats. Uh, Uber Eats is apparently offering free delivery for them, plus $5 off when you spend $20 at Kinton Ramen. That's insane. $20 or more. And every order comes with a a free veggie gyoza. So good. Really crispy. Very nice. Definitely check it out. They do have temporary business hours, 1130 a.m. to 9 p.m. And you can get 20% off when you order at DoorDash and Foodora. So check it out kinton ramen all right let's get into our flashback feature for today this is a request coming from a listener they wanted us to review drive which came out 2011 starring ryan gosling brian cranston and carrie mulligan all right can i get a synopsis lou
2: yes uh so the film is based around the protagonist of the driver, Ryan Gosling's character, this very smoky, mysterious heartthrob, who <laughs> is a mechanic and stunt driver by day, but also a getaway driver by night. He's an unbelievably talented driver. Uh, Brian Cranston is kind of his protege and wants to build him into this, you know, world thumping race car driver, but he makes a connection with a... Uh, mob boss to fund this race car driving uh, plan that starts to get some holes in it at the same time Ryan Gosling's driver is making some connections with the lovely lady next to the door in form of Carrie Mulligan uh, and as he gets closer to her and her son her husband falls back into the mix who's just been released from prison and he He's kind of in a sticky situation as well with some uh, very peculiar ne'er-do-wells. So things start connecting. Things start falling apart. And Ryan Gosling is there to drive us into a very neon, dreamy Los Angeles backdrop.
1: Which I realized at the end of the credits, he, yeah, he never had a name. He was just known as the driver. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of loved I liked it. in its
2: own way. It had had mm-hmm. like kind of like a Clint Eastwood, man with no name kind of feel. Yeah. Yep. So or like Layer plan. Cake. Yeah, right? exactly. Layer Cake. Right? Thank
0: you. It's exactly the it. same thing. But yeah, um, yeah man, uh, whoever asked us to watch this movie again, thank you. <laughs> that that mm-hmm. is
2: her good friend Giovanni, who has a big Ryan Gosling crush. Oh, oh, and is wow. also a big okay. Albert Brooks fan. He has a tattoo of Albert Brooks. I, on his neck. I Who's per- in this movie? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. forgot how good the cast was of this movie. I only remember I only remember Ryan
0: Gosling and Carrie Same Mulligan here. for some reason. And then when I was seeing the film, I was like, Oh my gosh, Brian Cranston! And then you see Oscar yeah. Isaac and Albert Brooks and Ron Perl like this is a stellar cast. Mm-hmm. Stellar.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, so just to give some context, uh, all of us have already seen the movie way back when it came out. And then before we did this podcast, last pos- podcast, we said, "Yeah, we remember all equally enjoying it." Um, this listener Giovanni had said that uh, he wanted to know our thoughts because it's one of those movies that some people like and don't like, yep. right? Is that what he was saying. Yep. And you know, I must say, having watching it, having watched it a second time, I had more of an issue with it now than I did then. When <laughs> I first watched it, I enjoyed it, and this time, to- this go, I was like. Meh,
2: listeners. Richard's face yeah. right now has literally popped off of his body. Yeah, I and love this movie shocked. more now than I did when I first saw it. Oh, really? You know what? I'm gonna have to agree with Andrika on this one. Oh, There's elements guys... no of it that I liked.
1: Yes, no, uh, I but I agree. Yeah,
2: I don't know. It's just a little too. It's like good. almost. Um, there was some section that that had the had a. Twin Peaks season three esque slowness to it, like a. I've just eaten eight bowls of gnocchi, and I'm just gonna have a conversation one word per minute. Um, and that it just kind of pissed me off.
1: Crazy. There was a tone to the movie for sure, from beginning to end. Um, and the tone was set by the soundtrack. I love the soundtrack. I do like the soundtrack. But having watched it this time, I didn't think it actually fit the movie at all. Like the soundtrack was very. It almost would have fit if it was like a hipster character. I also thought that Ryan Gosling didn't fit this character at all. I was like, meh. And then Ryan Gosling barely speaks. It takes about. I want to say takes somewhere from like ten to fifty minutes before you actually hear him say his first bit of dialogue, which is fine. So good. That's what's so good about it. But this is the thing: as someone who is like, there's no way Ryan Gosling did his own car stunts. So then, if he's not doing his car stunts, what really was Ryan Gosling doing if he didn't have much dialogue? There was not much. There was not much to sell. You guys are killing me. Sorry. And then the other thing, too, is like the uh, like and I don't want to judge the sound editors here or the mixers here. But like when you have car race scenes, like it's very loud. But then when freaking Ryan Gosling comes on screen, he's the quietest talking man. I put the volume so loud. I stood at the TV. I'm like, I can't I can I can't hear this. I had to keep going back just because I thought I was missing dialogue. Eventually, I gave up doing that because I'm like, too much effort to watch. <laughs> movie oh no sorry um, you too, but those Lou. are a little mean you know me being nitpicky et,
0: et too <laughs> <too bruté? laughs>
1: like I, I think i could have
2: used uh i think i could have used a little more action throughout yeah. this film uh, yeah you know maybe you. a little more driving like yes um, Son of a bitch. Uh, like it really picked up and the violence just kind of exploded like midway onwards through the movie like poor Christina Hendricks speaking of not a lot of dialogue she had like three words and then she got her head exploded yeah, yeah. Uh, it was awesome uh-huh. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that was a really scene. cool scene. Uh, and that's kind of the like I, I really dug those I did like Ryan Gosling when he was I, I love yeah. the scene when he attacks the guy in the strip club with the hammer yeah and that kind of tension that very kind of quiet uncomfortable yeah. tension I appreciated but that's but throughout the whole few, movie I, I, okay, yes, but then there's a scene where it's just him and Carey Mulligan are whispering in the apartment and it's like, hi. <laughs>
1: How <laughs> you
2: doing? Oh, okay. oh you guys. <laughs> oh. Okay, so
1: that's the thing. Like, I... I hate it. I was dreading the love. There was too much of that. Yeah, oh, I like you. I could have done like with that too. Completely. I don't fucking care. Yeah. You know, when movies like these, like these action movies, it's usually like small. Like there is a love interest, but it's more like quick to the point. It's going to be there, but the. The interactions were just too long and I dreaded all of those moments. I wanted more action. When he got into those moments, those heated moments, he really got into it. And and it it was worth the silence with him. But, yeah, it was just not enough.
2: Uh. I think I would have appreciated a simpler plot. Like, have Carrie Mulligan's character, maybe the girlfriend of one of the mobsters... That he has to kind of go head to head with, and they're just, I don't know. It's just like, really? I don't care about the kid. I don't care. Like, as much as, like, I like Oscar Isaac, he could have just been another, like, another person who hired Ryan Gosling to work with as a oh, whole.
1: Who's Oscar to- Isaac? Poe from Star Wars?
2: He's Poe, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. It was so sad to see him in that role, because I only remember him as Poe, which is funny, because I only saw that Star Wars movie After Drive. And Poe, I just love Poe. He's such a nice guy. And, he, and then in this movie, he's such a bad guy. I he's like a
0: good him. guy in this movie, too, though. He really is. He made his God, mistakes, yes. But he's on, in over his head. Yeah. He yeah. just got out of jail. These guys keep raising the number because they have him by the balls. So they can just do whatever they want to him, really. And they're threatening his family now. He's a pretty good guy when it's all said and done. So, I guess he's a good guy. Okay, but,
1: but he looked like a tough guy.
0: Oh, Giovanni. I apologize because I thought we'd all love this movie <laughs> together. But, okay, no, but, wait. Uh, i to hear what Rich has to say. Because okay, well, the whole reason why Giovanni asked us to review this movie, too, is because he... And I remember this when it came out at the time, that it was pretty divided in terms of people liking or hating this movie. I think the people that hated it wanted a movie more like Baby Driver i think that's what they were expecting oh, you know. it's not that's not a good movie but again you guys are saying the same thing though you guys wanted more action this movie has just the right amount of action it's so tense throughout the whole thing and it's tense because of ryan gosling's character and he doesn't have to say much to to show like the tense like everything from top to bottom with this movie the music i think is perfect for the aesthetic the way they shot it that scene in particular with the hammer where he's in the strip club and it's bright neon pink. But, oh, you guys, I'm so sorry, Giovanni. I thought we were all going to love it. And then these I two. I
1: still liked it, though. Like, I'm in the middle. It's, yeah. yeah I what I'm trying to say is, I guess I, di- I remember really liking it. And now I'm like, whoa, well, yeah. what was I thinking?
0: I really <laughs> liked it before. And now I love it. I This I movie think the soundtrack-
1: is so
2: good. The soundtrack I, was good. I could've used more of like like this had a very two thousands dream pop, electro pop yeah. kind of feel. I could have used like a nice kind of cross between a Angelo Angelo Barlamenti oh and Giorgio Moroder kind of kind of like old school super synthy group like Obviously, it was very synthified the soundtrack, but just maybe a little more heavy since, just a little more overpowering in certain yeah. scenes.
1: That's why I was saying like this soundtrack was more like, yeah, yeah I I didn't think it like uh, complemented the characters that well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see it. I saw why they went with it. It complemented like the way the film was shot, the colors. Like the this is a movie that had like a. <laughs> For the lack of a better word, almost like a filter. Like it had a style from beginning to end. It had, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. I don't know. I and, don't know what I'm saying. And can, I, but,
0: can I just yeah. also say with the love interest stuff, too, that you guys seem to not be uh, <laughs> appreciating? Not this guy, he already lives a dangerous life and he knows it. And he really doesn't want to invite anybody else into his life. And mm-hmm. he, that's evident right from the beginning when. He sees they have car problems. You don't know they have car problems, but you see him walking in the parking lot. He gets to his car, and you see him standing there. hes You don't realize what he's contemplating until you see him walking towards her. But that whole time he's standing there saying i don't want to get involved with these people i don't want anyone in my life he's re- literally saying that to himself while he's standing there and it's all in silence no words spoken but you can see it on his face he's torn and then he decides to go over and help her because her car is broken down but he knows this is inviting her into his life because they've already he already knows he's a neighbor and all but that he
2: stuff he could have kiboshed oh, you guys, the relationship
0: really <laughs> <laughs> we've all done stuff where you know you shouldn't do this but you just can't help yourself you just gotta do it and it was the same thing with him in Carrie Mulligan's character yeah, and Ivory. he
2: finds out I, he finds out that she has a husband who's coming out of prison tore his he's heart like, out.
0: do it tore. Tore hard out. when she told him that in the car he didn't say one word again but you could see uh-huh. the anguish on his face Ryan Gosling <laughs> knocked this out of the park okay you say you and you, you think this role doesn't suit him who would you think would have played this role better in terms of an actor or more suited for this character.
1: I wanted someone who was a bit more, okay, I'm going to reference there's a scene in the movie where he's at uh, a pub and someone's asking him to like kind of do another gig, like another getaway driver gig or whatever. And he, and that's like one of, that's probably one of the first scenes where you see Ryan Gosling's character really, Raise his voice, right and get a bit serious Person and probably the does, most yeah. the most dialogue in the shortest amount of time from this character at this point in the movie. and at that point it's like, I don't find you convincing. he just looks like a he eat like he just looked like a pretty boy with this nice hair and all this stuff, but it's like he was not convincing. I wanted someone who looks like. I wanted someone who's more cool. You wanted Vin Diesel, <laughs> <But> the- <laughs> he, even he doesn't fit the role. But someone just more cool, someone that's more. Ryan Gosling's you know, pretty like, cool, you know, like how he he's like quiet and everything. I wanted someone more mysterious, like Ryan Gosling just kind of had like. He doesn't have, naturally, he doesn't have character in his face. He just has a baby face. And, like, I just didn't think he was suitable for it. Okay. I do appreciate in terms of delivery and the moments that he delivered, really enjoyed those scenes. But in general, as a character, like, I didn't think he was suitable for the role. I perfect. think he's
2: good. Like, I did, I still did like Ryan Gosling in the movie. I think a perfect person to take over his role would be a Jean Reno from uh, either Leon the Professional or Ronan, mm. famous French actor. Yeah. If you see him, you know who I'm talking about, um, Who's just plays. And, and, and Leon, that's kind of like a very similar role. Mm. Uh, that's a fucking fantastic movie. We should really consider adding that to our list. Him what? and Gary Oldman are unbelievable. The professional? Uh, Leon, Leon the Professional, have we've, you seen that? We've all seen it. And you, have you seen it? Never seen it. Oh
1: make the list if you both have seen it. Oh, that's yeah. right. Shoot.
2: That's a good one. <laughs> so good. Sean I know, you're a fantastic actor. You, you gotta well, you watch know, it, Andy. Okay. Watch
1: uh, I mean movie. I might consider it's like this movie uh just the characters
2: the same just this yeah. loner who is also kind very of like, reluctant to have someone yeah. in his life
0: and he still does it even though he knows it's not a good yeah. idea but uh yeah
2: it was natalie portman's first role yeah. she was like 13 years old or oh okay okay oh it's mm-hmm. so good so good yeah. yeah
1: well you know again i'm not saying drive was bad i'm not saying it was great I would give it, if I had to rate it, I would give it like a middle rating. Okay, so what are we rating it? Yeah. I as well rate it. Bullets? <laughs> I no always cars. bring up bullets, and bullets. you guys always shut me down. Yeah, cars?
0: <laughs> hammers?
1: Okay, hammers. Hammers. Okay, okay. Okay, I guess I'll go first. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it the same rating as Blow the Man Down, three, right in the middle. Because, like I said, uh, it's not bad, not that great, but it was an interesting, interesting story um at the same time, I didn't really care for the story that that kind of loner character that you guys were talking about. It's definitely something that's familiar to me. I've seen it in movies, so it wasn't that you know clever, but it's an interesting watch. Is it something that you should go rush and watch right away? no you could hold it off for like a rainy day weekend kind of movie we'll see it right now. Okay, on that note, you might as well give your... Uh, explain. What did I say? Three. Three hammers. These hammers have good grips. Um, They're shiny, but they don't really give you that nice thud sound when you hammer down. And once in a while, they're a little defected, and it might slip out of your hand and hit your thumb. And then you're like, fuck, why did I use this hammer? All right, you go now, Lou. Uh,
2: Okay, yeah, I'll give it 3.8 out of 5 hammers. Uh, and, yeah, these hammers are – I definitely, you know I'd give it a watch, folks. Um, rainy day, you know, these are all kind of like rainy days in, in themselves. But, um, yeah, just a decent hammer. I bought it at Dollarama, and <laughs> it, it gets the job done. You know, it's not the greatest hammer in the world. Well, it's not that it's not the greatest hammer in the world. Maybe I thought I had higher hopes for it. Oh, brother but it gets the job done rich is so sour i am so So disappointed in you both
0: (laughs) Oh, i'm so disappointed in both of you oh five hammers thor hammers like these are the best hammers (laughs) Uh, this movie is so good i really forgot how good it was um giovanni again thank you and again sorry we didn't prove this whole divisive thing because we're just doing the divisive (laughs) thing now ourselves amongst the three of us but this movie is amazing. It's so good. Five hammers. They're Thor hammers, and you just can't get these hammers anywhere. Yeah, you got to get uh, Peter Dinklage to make it for you.
2: Why Peter Dinklage? Because he made the the new cool. I guess the oh, battle acts in game, uh,
1: game of Thrones, an yeah.
2: Endgame of Avengers. Yeah, sorry, oh, the nerds, will, the nerds will
1: get it. Yeah. yeah i didn't know that the nerds Um, will
0: get it andy don't worry about it peter dinklage he was the the weapon maker for thor so yeah all right
1: okay okay well that's the 2011's drive starring ryan gosling brian cranstein and carrie mulligan check it out Uh, i'm sure it's available to stream on different platforms um and uh, or you can always check out like your your app store or your iTunes store, download it there or rent it for like five dollars. A lot of places offer it there. So check it out. All right. So let's get into our subplot discussion. Uh, we're going to be talking about an opinion piece by Rohit Tawani in The Guardian. He was talking about how irrelevant celebrities are during the COVID-19 pandemic. All right, Richie, got more.
0: Yeah, well, this is something that I've noticed um, since we've all been self-isolating and um, quarantining ourselves or self-quarantining is that celebrities obviously still want to have a presence, so they're online like the rest of us are, but they have to tread a very fine line in terms of telling people, you know, you got to stay home, we're all sacrificing. It's hard. You guys are sitting in 30-bedroom, you know whatever thousands Nation, plus yeah. mansions. So from their perspective, it doesn't really look great. So there've been a few public faux pas um since this has happened. Gal Gadot, you know what I'm talking about.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh
0: boy. That was the yeah. first uh, big faux pas. And then um another faux pas people are saying is that Elton John wanted to have this big celebrity online concert thing. And just based on the numbers that they had, I think only 8,000 people tuned into it, which is obviously not, it's not a lot for them It's a lot for the average person to have 8,000 people listening to you. But for Elton John, everyone expected the numbers to be in the at least 100,000s, which it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And recently, Ellen DeGeneres is catching smoke uh, online for saying that it feels like she's in jail, self-isolating. Yeah. Um. And people were not impressed with that. So just with the whole new world that we're living in, hopefully it's only temporary. Maybe some good things will come out of this and one of them being is that this celebrity worship culture thing that we've had ongoing for the last i'd say f- 20 years maybe we're going to crack into that a bit now cuz we're starting to pay attention to the people that really matter in our lives the nurses the doctors you know our, our your first line folks the essential people we're realizing now maybe celebrities aren't quite as essential
1: <laughs> well i feel like i've always felt that way but the funny thing is like well, i think yeah, I, I did not hear about that Ellen DeGeneres thing. That's that's quite disappointing because it's like uh, over the past few weeks, I you know I, I've been thinking about people close to me, people who live in bachelor apartments, people who live in apartments that don't have balconies, um, and say say if someone had to actually self quarantine because they might have been exposed to it or they haven't, that feels like torture. Because you don't have another room to walk into, you don't have a balcony to get fresh air, and and then it's funny because even myself, like I live in an apartment, and so you know when I'm walking around outside, it's because I literally I don't have a backyard, but I walk through neighborhoods and I know a lot of these people. I see them coming out of their house and going for a walk, and I'm like, you at least have a backyard, right? To go enjoy. We you know people in apartments don't have that. They actually have to leave their house to get fresh air. But anyways, the point is, yeah, it's. It's one of those things, you know, I always felt that way about celebrities. Like sometimes you just kind of have to, I'm not saying to shut your mouth, but like really just kind of step back and before you post something, just think about think about all the people who aren't in your shoes just for once maybe. Or just like not saying they never do, but really put yourself out of your body and understand that not everyone lives your life. And maybe your tweet's going to resonate with other people of your status, but not like... Not everybody else, not those, you know, average, average people or the people working on the front lines who are like, okay, you feel like you're in a prison. I'm in a prison with people who have the virus, right? I don't know. I feel bad for all those nurses
0: and doctors. So this is what uh, Ellen said. She said, if you're feeling down, I want to lift you up. If you're feeling trapped, I want to set you free. If you feel you're going in the wrong direction, I want to bring you back. Um, This is like being in jail because I've been in the same clothes for 10 days and everyone in here is gay. (laughs) That's what Ellen DeGeneres was saying, basically, when she was doing her first show from home. But I'm hoping that people are going to we love movies. But I don't yeah. think we worship celebrities. We appreciate their art for what they do. And we want to talk about the movies. And if the stories are great, even better. But we're not necessarily, you know, fantasizing about wanting to be these people per se. But Lou, mm-hmm. are you hoping are you thinking that maybe with this new perspective, people will maybe this can crack this celebrity worship oh.
2: culture that we're in? Absolutely, I, and I would—I you know—correct me if I'm wrong. I would say it really started. I guess it always existed, but it really started with the advent of reality TV right. and social media, where you know everyone has social media accounts. You see—you can really see what's going on in the lives of all these celebrities and stuff. But now it's like we're all on equal footing here, for the most part. Mm. We, we all have this hive mind about what's going on, and so when Gal Gadot had that fucking imagine song which was a cut like I, I didn't even finish it like i i lasted through three like celebrity faces singing and i was like no this is so uncomfortable and awkward and tone deaf mm-hmm. it's so weird so i think for us right now like our celebrities are these doctors are these different make bakers because mm-hmm. we don't give a shit about what people have to say Everything's on a freeze right now all we all we give a shit about is like what's the good news what are the next steps what's mm-hmm. changing what's happening mm-hmm. you know give us some signs that things are working out and we can get back to some type of normal yeah. i don't give a shit about the fucking kardashians right. and they're living in their palatial estates yeah. or this or that mm-hmm. uh, because you know we're, we're fi- i think you guys both pointed out we're finally realizing you know i think we've all had a conversation Conversations where it's like, yes, I, I know what the real things are. I, you mm-hmm. know, the things I took for granted, and I think the things that were taken for granted are, wow, these hospital workers, these people on the front lines, just doing everything the they got to the do. These are our heroes. So, yeah, these right. are our celebrities yeah say.
1: we have seen some people who have celebrity or famous status for example let's give a shout out to like ryan Reynolds. like maybe you know on one hand the things he's doing a lot of work he's he donated to like the edmonton food bank and he i think he teamed up with some maybe i could be totally wrong here to help out like medical staff in the, canada because he's canadian
0: yeah, <laughs> i was gonna say that's the canadian in him though i think more yeah. so.
1: Well, that and I mean, on one hand, it makes him look good, But on the other hand, he's doing something about it. And Lou, we talked about this the other day of just like if anyone who has any sort of status or uh, power or I don't know if they're a billionaire or a millionaire, if you just gave one million dollars, just one million each each and every actor who is a millionaire like some of these actors are like oh they're the highest paid actor of the year or like whatever whatever but it's like if you just gave at least one million dollars each of you gave it to i don't know to the hospitals to like fund for research, or give it to so that we can get freaking masks shipped from Just USA to Canada, built. ventilators, yeah. stuff like that, or to even pitch to uh, food banks or to uh, people who are really, really getting hit right now. Maybe a, to a local business to help them. This might help in small ways, and if everyone could do it, then it would help. Yeah, like it's. I feel like that's where they they should be coming in like these people who first of all they have followings online they have the power to do it if if they could maybe do a bit more than just saying stay from home to actually show it like Ryan Reynolds Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he's a like the saint or whatever but he is doing the best he can as a person because he understands that he has the he can resonate. Mm-hmm. Right. He he's a like, platform okay, to do it. Fine, I'll do it. I'll, I'll help out. And I think how he even helped out with the. Hailey medic- Yeah, through a friend, right? he's like, okay, this- she called me one day and I was like, I'll do it. Why not? Right? Definitely
0: don't tell us that it feels like jail when you're sitting in a mansion, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I well, mm-hmm. know,
1: right? And they have pools or beach houses. Like, yeah. come on. Come on. Uh, you
2: know what? You know, obviously they're trying to mean well. Yeah, but it's just the culture has changed.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully after everything is said and done, and we get back to some sort of normalcy, maybe people will have a different perspective of celebrities.
1: Yeah, but do I do still shout out the celebrities who are doing things for people? Because even right now, there are some celebrities who are like doing extra podcasts right now or YouTube channels just to entertain people. Conan, uh, John Krasinski, with his new show on YouTube, there. Like people are continuing at least, you know. They know that, okay, well, right. we're entertainers. We're going to still provide what we know best. Sure, and entertain we're gonna, us. Yeah, yeah but, to pass yeah. the time because we know it's a difficult time. We're going to do whatever we can to pass it. So yeah. that's that. <laughs> anyway, speaking of that, we should get into our next subplot discussion, which is to uh, talk about some you know uh, niche streaming sites that are offering content that uh, we might not even think of, but you know, let's face it—we're some of us might be burning through some of our Netflix catalog, maybe our Amazon Prime or Apple TV Plus, and we're like, "What the hell do we watch?" So, niche niche streaming sites are probably the way to go. Yeah,
0: yeah, I would say so because yes. uh, I, I didn't even realize how many uh, streaming sites there were until uh this article came across my radar. Like if you're into Broadway shows, there's Broadway HD. Who who knew that? Did you guys know that? No, I don't know that. I had no clue. There you go. So if you're into Broadway shows, and there's so many of them, we won't actually be able to get into um, all of these. But in our show notes um, online, like whatever way you're listening to the podcast, you can get the link there to go through some of them. Like if you're into anime, there's a streaming site called Crunchyroll. Yeah, Crunchyroll's mm-hmm. classic. Oh, you've
2: heard of Crunchyroll before. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah.
0: I've yeah, for, for, like,
2: for anime fans, that's a pretty popular one. But, yeah. you know, for people who want to maybe take a little dive into
1: anime, which is amazing, um, yeah, Crunchyroll is a good place to start. Well, here's a good one. Uh, Rich, I'm sure you'd be a fan of this one for comic book nerds, DC Universe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like there is so much content out there. And I must say, there's also, like, I know in Canada, a lot of the um, major Canadian television broadcasters, they'll have their own apps and there's lots of lots of great free content the only thing is that it's like kind of loaded with ads you'll get ads like here and there but what are you going to do yeah. right it's so free content yeah. it's just an app you download it and it's like uh, some of the shows are a little bit older maybe it's like a few years older and as far back as like 20 years older but hey like i said if you want to have like a nice throwback night those are when those apps and websites like this come in handy that works. right yeah Pretty cool stuff. All right. So as Rich said, we're going to be sharing a link to that article that has a whole list of niche streaming sites. You can check it out there. It will be in our show notes for when this podcast is available on all major podcast platforms. All right, guys. I think it's time to talk about or to pick our, our uh, flashback feature for ooh, next week. Ooh. All right. I got a bag here. A little
2: bag of goodies. I see it. it kind of looks like... Bag ooh, of paper. I'm kind of craving sushi now. As soon as you mention Crunchyroll. So the,
0: the nominees that we have this week for the movies we haven't seen uh, for our flashback feature for next week are A Beautiful Mind, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Only Lovers Left Alive, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. And the color purple. Ooh, Lou has the nominees.
2: How many am I picking again? You're just picking one. All right, I have selected. The winner is. Oh, I didn't finish opening it. <laughs> <The> winner is.
0: <gasps>
2: Rocky yes. Horror Picture Show. Yes. All right. Here's. Near- you're so disappointed, Rich. I'm
0: not really a musical guy, so... Um,
1: okay. I'm <laughs> uh, not either, but it's a cult classic. I know. Oh, I know. Out. And, I, and I've always wanted to watch it just because so many shows reference You're it. are so
0: sour. Yeah. I've only it's seen so bits true. and pieces of this movie. So yeah. I was really, uh, yeah. All right. But
1: it's Tim Curry, isn't it? It is Tim Curry. And it's Tim really, Curry. Yeah.
0: He's, pretty, he's a great actor.
2: Wow.
1: So next week we are going to be, uh, for our main feature, uh, feature presentation, we're going to review Coffee and Kareem, which is a comedy on Netflix. We figured, okay, let's lift our spirits get into a comedic mood uh, before we wrap the show today we do want to do our last restaurant promo right rich what do you got on your recommendation for this week okay well you know what I'm
0: one of the things I said I'm gonna do once this stuff is over and the world opens up again <laughs> I'm gonna go eat waffles <laughs> and I am gonna- oh, yeah. craving
1: waffles this yeah week.
0: and I am going to go to starving artist waffle house which is right just down the street uh, Mount Pleasant and Millwood. The address is actually 505 Mount Pleasant Road. Um, if you want to check them out, they actually have seven locations in the city. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. are available through Uber Eats, DoorDash. And they also have takeout available for everyone here in the Young and Eglinton area if you want to head over there. Um, I don't know what their hours are, but you can check them out on Instagram at starving for waffle And that four is a numerical four. So starving for waffle And you can check them out. Or you can go to their website, starvingartist.com.
1: On that note, we should probably uh, mention the other two restaurants that we uh, mentioned earlier on the program. I was talking about Quinton Ramen, which has 20 locations all across North America, Canada, and U.S. If you're in Canada, uh, they do have a promo going on right now with Uber Eats. Um, so they're offering free delivery and $5 off when you spend more than $20 at Quinton uh, Ramen. Every order comes with free veggie gyoza, which is really cool. Um, And also, you can get 20% off your order if you were to place it through DoorDash or Foodora. So if you want to check out Kintan Ramen, check them out on Instagram at Kintan Ramen. Every day they post all their deals. Check it out there.
2: Yes, uh, I'm going to shout out a fantastic restaurant in Scarborough. For my money, it's the best vegan restaurant in the city. And don't be afraid. There's no faux pulled pork or that type (laughs) of bullshit or anything called satan or anything like that. It is the fantastic Ital, Vital, amazing, delicious, fresh, extremely powerful Caribbean food. Um, They're right between – they're on pharmacy, if I'm not mistaken, between St. Clair and Eglinton, uh, but on Pharmacy there, 741 Pharmacy Avenue, um, no specials right now. But the place, like, good deals all the time. Uh, their hours right now are 1130 a.m. to 5 p.m., seven days a week. And for me, yeah, just for folks who just want to take in some great vegan food that is crazy flavorful and very vibrant with very strong, strong uh, Caribbean uh, culinary background. Check them out, italvital.rasta dot Rasta on Instagram. So I T A L V I T A L dot Rasta. Rasta
1: Okay, well, definitely, uh, you know, check out all these restaurants. Um, a lot of these are Toronto-based, but uh, if you have a restaurant that from wherever you are, wherever you're located in Canada or America or gosh, you could be in the UK or on the other side of the planet, let us know. Write, write to us. Let us know what the local business is. What you um, It doesn't have to be a restaurant. It could be anything. As long as they're operating during um, during the COVID-19 uh, pandemic that's going on, let us know if they have a website or promo deals, whatever it is, and we will promote it on our podcast next week. Uh, remember to support, support your local businesses. Um, stay home. Stay safe. And uh, make Wash sure that... Wash your hands and bang those pots and pans. I think it's 7 p.m. Yeah. All around the world. Uh, people are doing it to recognize the healthcare workers, frontline workers. who are doing everything they can to uh, protect uh, people affected by by this uh, virus. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys. It's been a great show.
2: Thank you, guys.